Repentance is about turning from something, but it is also about turning to someone. And that someone is Jesus. And what the gospel shows us is that we have someone to turn to. Now we acknowledge not everybody loves Jesus. It can be quite hard to turn to Jesus. For those of you in school, it can be quite hard if you're the only person who chooses to turn to Jesus. And in the world, what the world offers is really attractive. We love what the world offers. Maltesers, we love Maltesers. The world offers really attractive things. And in order to achieve those attractive things, we just need to feed our pride. We just need to show uh, that we're doing well in life and, and we can get what the world offers. And it's a great gift. Now, what Jesus offers is loved by everybody. But it isn't loved by everybody. It's for everybody. What Jesus offers is for the whole world. But not everybody acknowledges that what Jesus offers is good. Not everybody recognises that what Jesus offers is good. So some people love Jesus and some people hate him. (coughs) Would you have liked this? No. So Sam made a good choice. You see, (coughs) the trouble is that repentance is about acknowledging that we need Jesus. And it goes against being independent. You see, we le- it's right to learn to be independent. It's, like to le- it's right to learn how to walk and talk and become independent. But we must never lose our dependence on God. And repentance is about recognising that we need God in our lives. Marmite does have some health benefits. Rich in vitamin B and 100% vegetarian, apparently. Um, But whether or not you choose life with Jesus is up to you. It's up to the individual. We can't force anybody to repentance. We can't force anybody to love Jesus. But repentance is a response to the love of God. But what we do find is that when we do repent, and we do realise that what Jesus has to offer is good, we discover hidden treasure. Things that we didn't know were there in the first place. You'd have wanted that, wouldn't you? Yeah. See, life with God is worth living. And repentance shows us that we need Jesus in our lives. And it's not about this isn't a wealth prosperity gospel, don't worry, I'm not, talking, I'm not preaching prosperity here, but what I am preaching is life in all its fullness. And that's what Jesus has come to offer. And repentance is the way to that life. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more uh, in a little bit. Uh, Every analogy, every human analogy to describe something of God falls short in some way. Especially when it's only thought of 24 hours before the event. So uh, the Maltesers thing. Now... That's great. We can, we can accept what the world has to offer as long as everything's going rosy and peachy and fine. But if that was to suddenly be taken away from us, we suddenly realise that that independence that we have is not so good after all. Those things that we put the trust in for our entire lives are no longer reliable. I'm not going to do that to you. You can't. <laughs> and the Marmite thing. Obviously it falls down because uh, people love Marmite. People hate Marmite. Everybody should love Jesus. It's wonderful. You know, he is wonderful what he has to offer and this one falls down a little bit because there is a sense in which repentance is about acknowledging the wrong that we've done in our lives now you don't have to embarrass yourself in front of a group of people in order to have Jesus thankfully Uh, it's a personal thing between the individual and God but it should be something that could be and can be understood by all repentance is not an age specific thing 
When I first realised that I had coincided the word repentance with an all-age Sunday, I'll be honest, I panicked. Um, uh, and it was a complete mistake. But last night, Lynn's had a dream. And this has really helped me with today. And he doesn't know I'm going to do this. Toby, can you come out here for me? Okay. I'm going to get this chair. Okay, and I want to explain what leads to repentance. Okay, so stand on the chair for me so everyone can see you. Nice and high. Okay, and if I say something you don't understand... Okay? If I use a word you don't understand or something doesn't make sense, I want you to shout. Can you do that? All right. So the hope is that Toby will be able to understand everything I'm going to say now. Because repentance, which is to explain repentance, okay, repentance is turning from something bad to Jesus. Okay? That's what repentance is. Understand so far? Okay? But the question is, what leads to repentance? What is it that leads us to want to repent in the first place? Now, I've seen people give so many reasons why repentance is important. And the number one reason that I've seen people use is guilt. They make people feel guilty for the wrong that they've done and basically say that because you feel guilty, you've got to repent. You've got to turn. Some people will repent because they feel it's the thing you should do. Some people repent because it's the thing that you feel that your parents teach you to do, that saying sorry is the right thing to do. It's right and proper to repent. Some people repent because they want to make a relationship okay. But none of these are biblical motivations. You're right so far? Yeah? You can shout if you don't understand. None of these, you don't find these motivations in the Bible. The motivation you find for repentance in the Bible, particularly in the passage we just heard, is the kindness and the love of God. Take, for example, Isaiah. Now, Isaiah was a dude in the Bible. I like Isaiah a lot. Uh, He's the one who wore glasses, because one Isaiah than the other, but we won't go there. Um, Now, he, he was amazing, Isaiah, and he had this incredible encounter with God, where God showed up in this room, and God was so holy and so majestic that Isaiah was thrown to the floor in worship and adoration. And he says the words, woe to me. Do you know what woe means? No? You should should have shouted then, Toby. He basically says, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. I'm a man of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the king and I'm just not worthy. Now that's not guilt in Isaiah. He's not experiencing guilt in that moment. What he's experiencing is the amazing magnificence of God giving him a second chance. He knows he doesn't deserve it, but God is giving him a second chance. And in response to that, he's saying, I need your forgiveness. I need to repent. I need to turn to you so that I can do the things. I cannot do this without you. He recognizes independence doesn't work anymore. He was made to be dependent on God. And the kindness of God, as well as the majesty of God, lead him to turn towards God. Take one of my favourite stories, okay? The story of the prodigal son. Two volunteers. Phoebe. Yeah, come on up there. Right, okay. Now, we know the story of the prodigal son. Okay, you can be the prodigal son. Is that okay? The prodigal prodigal son uh, takes the father's money. So go and take some money off your dad. Yeah, thank you. He goes and spends the money, wastes the money. Uh, Lots of people uh, make up what they think he spent his money on. The Bible doesn't tell you what he wasted it on particularly. It just says that he squandered the money. Squandered? Do you know what squandered means? Why didn't you shout, Toby? It's because he's not listening. He wasted the money. Absolutely wasted it on, on rubbish. And then he ran out of money, had nothing left, and he was left to work with the pigs. Can you work, work with the pigs? 
Can we have someone? Can we have someone to be a pig? Olivia's going to come and be a pig. Do you want to be a pig as well? Oink. Oink. He was left to work with the pigs. And when he's working with the pigs, he's thinking, do you know what? When I was at home, even the servants, who can come and be a servant of, uh, yeah, go on, Sam, and yeah, go on, I'll become. Even the servants of my dad were treated better than I'm being treated now. So the son made a decision, okay, I've got to go home. So he leaves the pigs, and nervously, wait a minute, he begins to walk home. And he's expecting the father to be really angry. He's expecting the father to disown him and and send him away. But that's not what he finds. What he finds is the father running towards him and embracing him with a hug. Go on, do it. (laughs) Go on. High five will do. Okay. Running towards him and giving a high five. Brilliant. And he's welcomed home. Okay, you guys can take a seat. The pigs can take a seat as well. Thank you. You see, he's blown away by the love that God offers him. God shows him forgiveness and mercy and he welcomes him home. Now, where was the repentance for the son? And why did the son repent? Did he repent because he felt guilty for the wrong that he'd done? Well, he probably did feel a bit rubbish. Everything had run out. Life hadn't offered him all the things he thought it was going to offer. But repentance for the son was a decision to go home. That's what I think true repentance is. It's a decision to go home. A decision to go back into the relationship we were always intended to be with in God our Father through Jesus the Son. Repentance is recognising the world is not offering what I thought it would and I'm not living the life I know God has intended me to live. And so I want to turn and face Jesus and I want to live a life for him. And it should be a really easy thing. Did you understand all that, Tim? Good. Right, you can take a seat. Thank you. I was going to ask him to repeat it back, by the way. Um, last weekend, I know many of you who were here heard at May Camp, uh, we, we saw 30 young people come to faith, and it was amazing. There's nothing more of a privilege than seeing young people say yes to Jesus. And saying yes to Jesus, repentance is, is, is actually a really simple thing, and we make it a really big thing. And we can, we can try to guilt people into repentance, but that's not true repentance. True repentance is a response to the love and the kindness of God. The fact is, repentance is turning away from something, but it's turning to someone. And we are thankful that we have someone to turn to, are we not? That we have someone who, who wants what's best for us, who is always looking out for us, who, who is our number one champion in life. And repentance is choosing to go home to him. Choosing to to go back into that relationship. And it's a really easy thing to do. You see, we can't earn being saved. You can't earn being saved by going to church. You can't earn being saved by reading your Bible or by praying more. It's a gift of grace. We can only be saved by grace. That's why the gospel is offensive. And repentance is the acknowledgement of that, of saying, okay, I can't do this on my own. I can only do it with you, Jesus. And so when people pray the prayer of commitment, it's a really simple prayer of repentance. A really simple prayer that says, Jesus, I'm sorry for the wrong I've done in my life. I choose today to live for you. Holy Spirit, help me to do that. That's repentance. 
And then we'll still mess up, we'll get it wrong every day, we'll make mistakes, we'll never be, oh, we'll, you know, we'll try to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be, but we'll mess up. Has anyone here ever made the expensive mistake of filling your car with the wrong kind of petrol? Okay, there's a couple of people who've done it, whether they want, there's probably more who aren't admitting it as well, because uh, it's an embarrassing mistake as well, isn't it? Thankfully, I, I've, I've not done it, um, and I'm really glad I've not done it, but I'm not discounting the fact I might. But spiritually speaking, I do it all the time. Uh, This past week, uh, for example, uh, I I have had a a bit of free time in the evenings and I've completely wasted it. Time that I know I could be spending with Jesus, I've completely wasted watching rubbish TV and all kinds of different things. And God highlighted it to me on Thursday evening and I'm really glad he highlighted it to me. Because it's like what he was showing me, I, I, I was hearing a story the other day of somebody who did begin to fill their car with the wrong kind of petrol. They literally just put in a pound, thankfully, before they realised. And panicking about what the consequences of that might be, they ran into the garage and said, I've just done this, what shall I do? And the guy in the garage said, you're fine, you've only put in a little bit, carry on filling with the right fuel and you'll be alright. And he did and, and the car was fine. Now that daily repentance is a bit like a picture of that for me. That sometimes you might begin to fill your mind or your life with the wrong things. And then we remember his mercies in you every morning. We remember we're not being the best versions of ourselves that we can be, but we remember we always have someone to turn to, and he's always ready to welcome us back. It's never too late for repentance. It's never too early, and it's never too late. So what I want to do is I want us to pray um, for repentance uh, in a really simple way, in a way that you guys can understand in the same way we did for those young people last weekend, uh, but also for you guys as well, that if you feel that there's something that you know you're not living dependent on God, that you are depending on yourself, something you know you've not surrendered to God, perhaps something that you're trying to do in your own strength, and you know you need to turn to Jesus again. Let's uh, pray this prayer. And if you want to pray this prayer, then just say it uh, after me. Jesus, I'm sorry for the wrong I've done in my life. Thank you that you died for me because you love me. I choose today to live my life for you. Holy Spirit, help me to do that. Amen. how easy it is to become a Christian, you know? That we make it this big, complicated thing. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his message when he was on earth. What he was basically saying was, you have a choice to work for the kingdom or against the kingdom. To work in the kingdom or outside of the kingdom. And when we choose to say yes to Jesus, we're choosing to work for and in the kingdom. And that's what he wants for all of his people. That's what he wants for this nation. That's what he wants for the world. That's what he wants for all his people everywhere. But he doesn't want his people to be guilted into repentance. He loves his people to repentance. And so we thank him every day for his mercies that are new every morning. We seek to walk in his ways. And we choose when we walk away to turn and to go home. That, I believe, is true repentance that's led by the Spirit and that we want to see more in his world. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you that you love us. Thank you that you died for us. Thank you that you always are ready to forgive us. And we pray that you'd help us uh, to be a people of repentance and to choose to turn to you. Amen.